roughly this good sin could count as some calorie workers. We <laughs> worked off a few calories on that thing. But uh, with that in mind, I want you to stand, never want to overlook and take for granted our great appreciation for the sisters who always uh, work serving every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. After Amen. Sunday, after Sunday. And just want to say thank you. Thank you for what you do. You volunteer to do it, not made to do it. You never want to make somebody do something with your food. <laughs> yeah. But they go in week after week and always prepare wonderful meals and we always get compliments. People visiting who stay eat, and they all they are always impressed by the fact that uh, we eat so well every Sunday. But it could not be possible without you all. Jerry always said it was kitchen mechanics. And uh, but thank you so much. Don't want you to think you overlook or nobody appreciates you. I know you know, but it always just helps to make it publicly known. And uh, so before you leave today, that's something I'm asking you to do. The ladies that work in the kitchen, uh, Sister Rosemary and uh, Sister Hightower, they work with the desserts and the, the drinks and everything. Just tell them you appreciate it. You know, I, you know, Rodney Dangerfield said, just, just, just Give them one of these. Give them one of them. Just let them know. You are right. I appreciate you. And if you don't appreciate them, some wrong, we need to pray for you. So with that said, let's get down to business. John 15. John 15. And oh yeah, Brother Jerry is out of town traveling to Indianapolis. Uh, Sister Boyd is traveling uh, to Indiana also. They're not together. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clarify. Sharon is up there with family, and Jerry had a meeting or something to go to up there. And uh, so keep them in prayer. The heart lines are out of town, so keep them in prayer also. So don't go back gossip and tell us something. Amen. I am the true vine. And my father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. It's always something going on in our lives. If we are striving to be of great benefit and service to the Lord, there's always something going on in our lives. And the, the Bible said there's some pruning, there's some purging going on. Not to hurt us, not to discourage us, but to help build us up that we might bear even more fruit. But you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable uh, what we have to go through, but that's why we have to have faith and trust in God. I must believe God knows what he's doing. I must trust him. Or else I'm never going to reach the potential of being the servant, of being that Christian 
God designed for me to be. If I don't trust him. Because according to Hebrews 11 and 6, it's impossible to please him without faith. So there are some pruning going on that I might bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. If you don't believe me, there is a pile of branches right outside on the side of the road, out front of the building. And they're brown. Don't have any brown trees around here. So what happened to them? What happened to the torch? How did they turn brown? They're no longer a part of the true vine. They have been detached from where the nutrients, the food source. And after being separated from the true vine, the food source, there's no longer any nutrients flowing through it or through them, so they began to dry up. They went from a brilliant dark green to a dying looking brown. And now the only thing they're good for is to be gathered up to be burned. Bible, the word of God says the same about us. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Don't be deceived by the devil in thinking you can make it without him. Don't be deceived by the lie and thinking you can make it without Jesus. You can't. You can't. You can't. Even when the deception appear before you and you say, well, it seems that everything is going good. How many times have you seen in a person they've been real sick and then all of a sudden it seems like they bounce back, get well, and everybody said, wow, they're really doing great. I've seen it numerous times. My point is this. The devil would lead you to believe you're okay abiding not in the true vine. And just because things appear to be going so well, you're really on death row. You're separated from God and you're at the mercy of the devil. Because when you're separated from the true vine, the true vine has no dealings with you. What separates us from the true vine? Sin. Not denying ourselves. Taking upon ourselves things that we should be casting and giving over to God. Worry separates us from the true vine. Because if I had faith in God, I wouldn't be worrying. My acknowledgement of worrying simply displays and tells the story that I don't trust God and he can handle this. Well, how can God be pleased if that's the message I'm resounding out telling people 
God I serve isn't as powerful as he claimed to be. Verse number five. I am the true, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do you can do nothing. Now, what's included in nothing? Everything. So, in this nothing, it's saying you can't do anything. Now, not to please God. This is written in red. Verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, like those on the side of the road out there, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. It shall be done unto you. What a promise. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, we can ask God whatever we want. We can ask God whatever we want, and it shall be done unto you. But verse 8 is the, is the most powerful part of this. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So why is that such a big thing, Brother May? By being obedient, by abiding in the vine, by being faithful, allowing the word to dwell in us and being obedient unto the word, we glorify God. We're obedient unto Jesus. But God gets the glory all around. And that's the whole thing that the Lord desires. Glorify my God. Nobody loses. Everybody wins in this situation. Verse 9, as the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Church. You ever seen on a house? You start seeing how some vines just start growing up. That has always amazed me. How vines can manipulate and attach itself to grow up, go up around, go around the gutter, go around the windows and everything. Next thing you know, everything is covered. How can a vine maneuver its way in growing up and around and twist and turn because it's still connected to the food source. It's connected to the pie. 
promise you. Clip that vine at the bottom. What's going to happen to all of the rest of it that has already grown up? It's going to stop growing. The color is going to change eventually. And eventually it's just going to be a dead vine. We allow the cares of this world to take a higher precedence in our lives than loving God and keeping God first and foremost in our hearts. We're just like that dead vine. When you first cut it, you can't tell it's been cut off from the food source. Maybe five days, six days, seven days go by. And you know what? It's still green. It's still green. You still can't tell. But after a few more days, you start noticing something. Man, this thing isn't as green as it was. You know, there are some vines, they are very strong. I mean, they're strong enough, they can trip you up. Some of them have uh, the little stickers. They can put you up. Ask me how I know. <laughs> but you know what? When they are disconnected, when they are nipped and cut from the food source, they're not as strong as they used to be. When we're cut off from God, we're not as strong as we used to be. We may deceive ourselves in thinking and leaning to our own understanding and lying to ourselves thinking we're just as strong, but we deceive ourselves. We're not as strong as we used to be. It's not hard for Satan to mislead us and misguide us as it used to be because the Spirit don't dwell in us anymore. The Word doesn't have an effect in our decision-making anymore. So even though we may appear for a moment that we're okay, we're done. We're done. And in a few more days, we're dry up. And in a few more days, the ants don't even hang around us. They won't even travel on us. Because you know what? Ants don't care about anything either. You can find an ant pile out in the yard. Ants don't, they don't, they don't build ant pile around dead grass. It's always around green grass. Nutrients. Grass is strong. Support. Pour some gas around an ant pile. Don't like it. What happens to the grass? Dies. And mark my word. The ants are going to move. They're going to move. I'm saying all of this to say this, folks. There's only one true vine. And the one true vine is Jesus. And he said, you have a choice. Abide in me, and I'll take care of you. Disconnect from me, you can do nothing. It takes faith to believe that. You have to make up your mind. But I assure you, if you become disconnected, you're only deceiving yourself. 
and you can't lose God by not being connected to the vine. Being connected to the vine requires you to produce more fruit. The Lord don't expect anything from the dead. Because the dead does not produce fruit. Be sure to look out there on the side of the road for you. That little small pile of branches out there used to be green. Used to be full of life. Ants used to crawl on them. Other bugs used to hang on them. Leaves used to bud from them. Man, it provided all kind of life and different stuff for even the insects and everything. God got this thing worked out, man. Everything has a purpose. But when those limbs were cut from the trunk, they don't provide the luxury anymore. And when we allow the cares of this life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, when we allow these things to enter in and separate us from God, you might be the last to believe it. You may be the last to know. But you don't have that luster and that shine in you Everybody knows you're looking dead and sick. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. And have it, how? More well, if more is offered, why would you settle for less? Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man shall enter in, he shall be saved. That's what he said in John 10. He said, a thief cometh before to steal, kill, and to destroy. I come that you might have life. You might have it more abundantly. The good shepherd lay down his life for the sheep. He did. My question to you, what are you willing to do to stay connected? Because outside of Christ, there is no life. Not of any meaning to God. Yeah, you still may physically be walking around, but you're dead spiritually. And there's no sad picture than somebody walking around and not realizing who he What's this crazy movie that made all of these episodes make all the money? Uh, the Walking Dead. And you know why I never got into that movie and never even cared? If they're dead, how do you kill the dead? If they're dead, you shoot them, how do you kill somebody that's dead? See what happens with a person who is separated from the true vine. They continue living physically until they beat their appointment. And that's when all the cards are put on the table. You had your reward. Now, the same. The living 
not the time to realize it, folks. Now is the time to recognize and predict. Hell is real. As much as people don't like to be uh, told that it is, as much as, it, as people don't like to hear that somebody is going there, hell is real. But it should only be a frightful thing to you if you don't want to know that. Again, Jesus said, I come that you might have one. And that you might have more. Stay connected to the true mind. I don't care what the devil may offer you. Nothing works except and who is the true vine? Jesus. And he said, and my father is the dresser or the hood. You can't lose with that combination. But you've got to have faith. To trust him. Is that all right? I encourage you. Stay connected. We're pursuing to purchase that property next door. You know what it's going to take? Of staying connected to the true vine so that when we pray, God will answer. You've been praying? Fervently? Or are you waiting on somebody to pray for you? Just at least once. Stop and pray. Ask God to bless us. That is we be done. Is that asking too much time out of your schedule? Huh? And, and maybe while you're praying for that, don't throw yourself something in. <laughs> Say yes, whatever you want. Give it to you. But I'm asking you to pray it will be done for us to get that. What's our song, Joseph? 640, 640 is our invitation song. If you haven't obeyed the gospel, if you haven't surrendered the will to God and done what's required for you to become a Christian today, it will behoove you to get things right today. It will behoove you to get connected to the true life. Stop ripping and running and just your life going in every which direction. Get some stability in your life. Get some direction in your life. Get involved and engaged in something that matters to God in your life. Not just to you. If it was up to us, sin would be fun. Sin would be pleasurable. Sin would be okay. But it separates us from God. Make your life meaningful. Make your life so that you may present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. You stand in need, whether it be to obey the gospel, be baptized for the remission of your sins, or whether you need to be restored, whether you need prayer, make it known today. Don't leave here today any less or any, any farther from 
in the right fellowship. We all should walk out of here closer. We should all walk out of here more love. If we don't, we wasted our time and purpose to come to you. Let us together stand and let us sing.